0: share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry, and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations, both on and off the playing field. And now, here's your host, Julian Blinn.
1: So today, we have the honor to interview Andy Etches, founder of Rezzo, a leading sports technology company focusing on VR, AR, and data. So Andy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Great. So, but thank you for, for being here. So Andy, what I want to talk to you about today is first of all, allow for you to talk to me about your background and how you got the idea of your company. And then we'll talk about your company, your products, uh, the benefits for the teams and athletes use it. Uh, We'll also talk about your competitive advantage uh, as well as your business model. And then we'll talk about your plans for the next 12 months. How does it sound? Sounds perfect. Great. So, um, Andy. So, first question is: Could you start by telling me about your background, how you got the idea of the company, and and, and so on?
2: Sure. Um, so, my background is quite varied, to be quite frank. Um, I've done a number of different roles across sport and across data, um, anything involving technology, and um, trying to make technology easier to understand and interact with. I think is where my sweet spot is, and. Um, that's kind of where we landed out with Resol. So, in Resol, there's myself and there's two other founders. Um, these two other founders had worked together for a few years before we all came together. Um, and they were specializing in VR technology. Um, and obviously, myself specializing in data, we all came together and created the product you see today. Um, the main crux of the product and what we're trying to achieve with it is in the VR sense, at least, um, was trying to make things that are really difficult to to assess and quantify, things like cognition, uh, decision making, pressure coping mechanisms, things that scouts see but are really hard to quantify uh, numerically, um, try to make that um, possible uh, using VR. VR is a brilliant tool for that because we can create scenarios, we can measure really accurate reaction times, we can measure all kinds of biometric markers like scan frequency, pupil dilation, basically anything um, that you would you'd want to look at, um, all whilst immersing the player in an environment that feels natural and real. Um, so, yeah, we, we we've worked a long time to, to get it right, um, and we really think we've got a product now that um, that that um, ticks all the boxes.
1: Yeah, that's great. Now um, your company is based in the UK. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. How many employees do you have? How big is your team?
2: Um, right now, there's about 15 of us, but we are growing pretty rapidly. Um, we have um, a number of different aspects to the business. So we have VR training um, at all levels of the game. Um, we also have data services and yeah. we also have um, a publicly facing uh, side to the business, which is consumer focused products like gaming um, and training as well. So. Yeah, we're we're growing pretty quickly. Um, making sure we can keep up in in all areas.
1: Okay, now, uh, can you, I mean, obviously, you talked a bit about the product, but can you tell me a bit more about how it works? What's the use case for provisional teams? Uh, how do they use it today?
2: Okay, so we have three products in market. We'll we'll park the the consumer focused side today because I don't think it's really relevant to this particular yeah. conversation. But the two team focused products that we have are Result Index. And a product called XR Live, which powers everything that we do generally. Uh, Resilindex Index um, is a um, cognition assessment system, um, and at different levels of the game, it's also being used quite heavily for recovery from injuries, long-term injuries. Um, when it comes to cognition assessment, um, the way that it's put together um, is a, a series of mini games, so five little games back to back, and each one of these games is designed to look for a scouting characteristic so something that a scout would typically look for so combination link up play um awareness on the field um passing and receiving under pressure how players react to certain stimulus whether they um cope well with um failure all kinds of things like that um i try and put that in a number because obviously scouts can't be everywhere um sometimes scan reports are um, quite lengthy um, and just detailed words as opposed to is an exact number with certain characteristics that are stronger than others um a resol index really allows you to do that and, and build a comparable quantifiable report um, of a specific player it's been now, proven academically okay. as well which is yeah. probably its strongest point um so we, there's a number of studies out there that are public um, and there's some that aren't public that will probably rear their heads in the next year or so um, that really show how capable it is um, at, at delivering even at first team level so pretty impressive um, then first team as well so first team environments like uh, premier league teams for example will use it when players are injured as well so um, if you've got an acl injury like we've got i can't i can't even count how many players we've dealt with now if you've had um, ankle ruptures, Achilles ruptures, sorry, um, ACL injuries, lower limb um, problems where you know contact with a real ball is quite difficult and won't happen for some time, but players want to engage with the ball, want to engage with an unpredictable stimulus, um, want to start to move, bring movement patterns, natural movement patterns back into their routine. We're really good at doing that. We can generally get people moving around a bit more naturally, you know, six weeks post surgery sometimes, depending on the injury, yeah. obviously. But um really, really powerful for that. The players love the these use cases there. And um and it's just growing and growing. And then finally the other product we have, XR Live slash analysis, that is a tool that reads um reads data from existing league data. So Second Spectrum in the Premier League, for example, provide um point data on all players. And their positions at any given moment and their uh, pose data we can ingest that and then turn that into something that you can either use in a headset to relive that moment or you can watch back on a touch a touch screen um you'll probably see it on tv um where basically someone jumps into the eyes of a specific player and looks at it from their perspective that's usually us that powers that um so yeah it's a really powerful tool and that's just going to become more and more prevalent as time goes on
1: now what what kind of data do you guys measure uh specifically for like the rehab product right do you measure things like the reaction time can you uh, give me a bit more information on that
2: yeah so we look at um what, one thing that we're we're not doing because it's contextual what we're trying to do is it, it is purely contextual is we're not trying to look at re- reaction time in its purest form what we'll look at more likely is dwell time so um you know not just a straightforward red light pops up hit the red light um we will typically try and create scenarios that are similar to gameplay um so receive a ball control that ball identify what's happening around you and make a decision with your feet um so that itself is a combination rather than a reaction time it's more how long you take on the ball to make your decision so dwell time is the is the character that we use in that regard that is a really good indicator for um confidence to be quite to be quite frank and um, sometimes you'll see players um, who aren't confident will take a little bit longer on the ball those who are confident will be quite quick and it's something that you can quite quickly track um, as players are coming back but we'll tend to use the overall picture of the Resil index um, which looks at everything underlying um, everything from um, repetition of mistakes um, dwell time is in there um, scan frequency, scan efficiency as well. So, you know, some players don't scan as much as others. I know it's a hot topic at the moment, but our findings basically see that although players are scanning, some players are very, very good at it. So they don't need to do constant head movement. They can do quite efficient sweeps, you know, very quick glance. Um, so the system looks at things like that and, and gives um, information back to to the user.
1: Now, for um, your system, understand the baseline of, of each athlete, right? Pre injury, post injury, so they know where they need to be when they're going back to play.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, It's a fairly good predictor of of all kinds of uh, things, like just a complete digression here. There was a study the other day that uses one of our products around Parkinson's with um, Parkinson's sufferers um, and our system being a pretty accurate um, indicator of fall risk um, in those patients. So, obviously. You can see that in, in an example like that imagine with the sport where we're actually applying our movement patterns our real mechanisms and so on how how good mm-hmm. it is at seeing what's going on underneath the skin
1: interesting uh now typically in a team setting who is the typical user of your product is that the, the head of rehab the daily trainer the head of performance who, who is that typically
2: i think that depends on the
1: on the um
2: the, the place in the pyramid i think is the best way to put it so first team level generally we're not trying to improve players um from a a performance perspective um generally we're 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 there when it's rehab we're there when when players have confidence issues and and so Mm -hmm. on we're there to bring players back as opposed to to improvement although we have done quite a few um, experiments of first team improvements in certain really tight um characteristics such as scanning um when you step down the pyramid, either through league or through um, ability, um, then you'll tend to find that it will be scouts, performance directors, um, you know, people who are looking for the players and, and trying to assess whether players are ready to graduate to the next level of the game or whether they are ready to recruit a player, for example. So yeah. um, that's the those are the two
1: strongest use cases for us. OK, that makes sense. Now, what do the team like the most? when they use your product? Any comments, any typical feedback that you get? Wow, this is amazing because it helped yeah. me do this. You know, any any feedback that you can share? I think the biggest one of our VR products is that there's no motion sickness. So
2: anyone who typically tries VR products will often report, I feel sick, I don't feel well. Number one is that that doesn't happen with our system yeah. um, ever. Um, it's just not not something that happens. So that usually surprises people straight away. Um, but other than that, the, the other comment is, fun and engaging and useful for so those three things that's what we're trying to do for engaging useful and make a little impact on the daily schedule as possible so it's something yeah. that players can pick up on their own or it's something that you can schedule in a specific workflow um, specific pattern of programs that you want that player to work on at any given moment so yeah so um, the feedback's exceptionally good um even in really um in really difficult uh, environments, you know, we found we found use cases that have been strong enough to, to maintain the system.
1: Yeah. Now, could you share maybe uh, many, any success stories without being specific about the name of the athletes or the team, but any kind of stories around showing the impact, Right, what was the impact on the player, rehab to play or anything you can share?
2: Yeah, um, I think one of my um, favorite use, use use cases of, a, of an athlete or an individual is Bradley Dack at um, Blackburn Rovers a couple of years ago. So yeah. Bradley um, was suffered his second ACL in two years' time. Um, and obviously that's a really difficult thing to overcome, not just from a physical perspective, but from a mental perspective. Um, Bradley obviously is a really great guy and has, um, you know, a, a, a really, really approach to the game to begin with. Um, but second time in a row, you're obviously going to feel a little bit demotivated and so on um from what we hear um from himself and from people around him um he engaged with a really early on in that second recovery um i've actually got a video of him taking some really tentative steps um you know he won't kick a real ball for months and, and mm-hmm. in this video but he's kicking a virtual ball really early on, early on in that recovery and that's a really you know it was a really positive thing to see and um it's something that we've seen so many times across so many different players. Um and it's a really nice use use case. Um on a different, completely different place where we're looking at you know not injury-based stuff, um, is our work that we do with Red Bull and their um athlete performance center in Salzburg. Yeah. um, they use this for player assessment, um, both through injury and um you know a preseason assessment as well. So we're working with them to develop very specific um, products that are not unique to them but that kind of update some of the the um the existing protocols that they have in place um okay. and, and make them a bit more um engaging and, and more more relevant to the sport that the athlete uses so it's a really cool use case and i think that there's a lot that will come out of that and um we're we're open to doing as many of those types of things as we can
1: that's great so hey uh as i'm talking to i'm just thinking out that about other i think other questions for you but one of the questions, and I know you you've been part of the NBA Launchpad, the Accelerator, obviously very strong in soccer, right? So are you focusing on specific sports, or does your technology can work for hockey, soccer, basketball, um, you know, a variety of sports? Or are you just focusing on specific sports right now?
2: I'd say the three that we're most competent in currently, actually four recently, um, would be um, soccer, basketball. Um, American Football and Formula yeah. One. Um, those are the sports where we have active users that are using it on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and, and we've done you know, really unique stuff for those particular people in those specific sports that isn't public yet. Um, yeah. I think we have a wide range of users as well, though. So for our Resil Player game, that's the publicly available game, um, training game that's on the MetaQuest store you'll find a really wide range of users on that from formula one drivers. We know that there's, we can't name them, but we, there are formula one drivers who will use that pre-race and will use it to warm up and so on. Um, right. Then at the same time, that same game, it's $10. Well, by the way, it's crazy. Um, you've got Galatasaray's first team goalkeeper um, who uses it and a number of mm-hmm. Premier League goalkeepers, including there's a video of Emmy Martinez um, on his Instagram of him using that same game that anyone can buy to use it but he's using it in the football specific context however that same game that same drill is being used by in that Parkinson study um, or by um, I think we're dealing with the Atlanta Falcons Emory Spark Hospital um, in the NFL and they're doing football based games with their American football based players Um, and some of the football based games are being done for basketball players and the other sports that they deal with there so hockey and so on But yeah, it's a really, really broad use case that, the the I guess, the the end users can find it for themselves, but um, our core focus is in those four currently, but we're definitely trying to branch out as much as possible.
1: Okay, so if you had to summarize what you just said, Formula One is one of the leagues that you're involved, uh, Premier League, I suppose, uh, the NFL, the NBA, am I missing any other leagues?
2: Not particularly, I guess the French Football Federation. uh, We have a very close relationship with with them um, or the Centre Research Clairefontaine. That is going to become more and more important over the next couple of years. Uh, We work very closely with the DFB and their new tech lab in Frankfurt. Um, uh, From a a league-based perspective, those are probably our biggest relationships. However, we are obviously growing. We've got teams in, in loads of leagues around the world, like Mexico. For example yeah. right behind me there <laughs> sure. yeah. um, we, um in in spain um in in norway in all kinds of countries so you know,
1: we're really growing um and, and growing our reach i guess and any uh, any rugby teams professional tennis academies
2: not not yet um we do have um we do have some very close links one of our investors actually anthony watson um in england international um so There is some stuff brewing on that side um, that we will be doing
1: okay that's great hey um you know i know you guys also focus on ar right augmented reality um i'm personally a big believer in combining ar with biosensors so for example maybe measuring motion uh i don't know if you can maybe measuring like sweat loss hydration level uh real time which i think is kind of powerful right and now, you know, with the Apple Vision Pro, which can do AR and VR, I think it opens a lot of possibilities, right? So uh, I'm assuming you guys will be, you know, testing out the Apple Vision Pro and, and see how you can utilize that, correct? Yeah,
2: we'll um, we'll be launching products on, on pretty much every AR, VR device in market. Um, you'll see, for example, the MetaQuest Pro as a, as a mixed reality device um, that's in market currently. Yeah. is used by our American football partners um to to do um almost full full field um based movement patterns. So we've got a pocket training game uh, for them that allows players to to move around. I think it's like 30 foot, 40 foot wide um by 20, 30 foot deep. Um yeah. in that huge amount of space that you typically a quarterback would find them running around in. Um and that they can see the real world around them, but all of the objects that they're targeting or Mm -hmm. people that they're trying to avoid are are augmented. So that's a really interesting way to to interact with it. In terms of interlinking with third-party hardware as well, um, all of our platforms have um, lab streaming layer enabled. um, So they talk to things like motion plates, sorry, um, force plates, uh, motion tracking uh, software like um, Vicon and so on. Yeah. um so we sense. can couple up um all of our movement patterns and our, and our scoring with standard lab equipment as well so not a lot of people are actually aware of that but it does give you a different insight so if you do want to track heart rate variability at the movement you know the point of stress for a player or if you want to track um, pupil dilation or even EEG behavior uh,
1: whilst players are moving or in a, a formula one car it's possible um, with what we do well, I think it's fascinating also that you guys are doing that because, I mean, I talk to lots of companies, for example, in the biosensing space, right? Some of them can measure in real time, anywhere from glucose level, lactate, cortisol, uh, you know, new types of sometimes biosensing capabilities, right? Uh, it has an impact on potential injuries or, you know, the players. So I think it's a fascinating area. So, where, you know, maybe like five years from now, where do you see your space evolving in terms of capabilities?
2: um yeah i think from a vr ar perspective it's probably going to go more into the ar space um purely because um the the user reaction to a vr headset is different to a, to a to a user in an ar headset the minute someone can see the real world there's a there's a level of comfort that they don't have in a vr headset um however um i see that that somehow will <laughs> strangely loop back to vr because um there are limitations of ar which is the real world distractions um you can only manipulate the environment so much because you're in a real real environment whereas we place you in a vr environment we can change everything and we can mimic wembley stadium or we can mimic um, bristol rovers you know it's very possible to to go the full um gamut which you can't do in, in ar um, i think that ar will pave the way to to broader use cases for sure um obviously smaller smaller faster more powerful devices um, is going to be big. Um, and for us, you know, we've got layers of AI that are in our platform that um, we're currently likely using that will turn on fully over the course of the next year. And people will really start to to see how that can make a difference as well, you know, not just to to your experience, but to, to how we measure um, performance as well.
1: That's great. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, many years ago, I, I was working with this AR, VR, contact lenses company, right, in in the, in the US. And it was in, amazing, because you could just close your eyes, and you get into a VR environment, open your eyes, it's AR, right. So and of course, there's been companies like Mojo Vision, they try to pull this off. And now they kind of, I don't know if they're, they're done, or it's not going to happen. But it's just fascinating how sensors are just getting smaller, right? They're more capable. Yeah. But there's a the lot of physics that you sometimes you just can't beat. I mean, you can fight that. So Uh, But it's it's uh, always amazing, you know, how the new types of technology that's coming. So, um, hey, uh, one of the other questions I had, maybe if you could summarize is what is your competitive advantages? How would you summarize that, do you think, compared to other companies?
2: Um, I think our versatility for one, Um, you know, the fact that we we're pretty quick at responding to what people um, want in our platform. Um, So, you know, we're not. not precious about changing it for people's requirements and needs um so you know that is number one if someone says to us it'd be great if you could do that generally we'll be like okay let's make it happen um so that's a real strength um what we you know what we hear um is that other technology companies don't respond quite well and as fast as we do um so you know (laughs) um you know companies that have sat with within um within teams and haven't updated in months in, in years let alone months um we're more likely to update in weeks um so that's a big competitive advantage um and then i think just the fact that we've got such a wide coverage of capability within the within the business um so everything from i think we've got three phd um employees now um we've got computer science um in, in, we've got computer science experts we have um data science ai um gra- computer graphics um you know some of our um some of our environments are more realistic than than anybody else you know they're almost um, high level computer gaming style graphics the same kind of stuff you say in call of duty or or in fifa and that experience really does matter when you try to get buy in from a player you know i'm sure everybody listening to this who's dealt with athletes knows that they generally don't have much tolerance for things that aren't great um, or good. Um, so the minute you put them into something and it looks a bit, a bit rubbish, you're going to lose their interest. And and we tend to 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 survive that that first um, that first impact.
1: And yeah, that's great. Uh, I can definitely see those strains that you mentioned. Um, now, look, you know, we've got lots of teams listening to your podcast. Um, if you talk to any team, what what is your business model? How do they buy your product,
2: what's the price range, what's the model? So index is really straightforward. It's $5,000 annually or $500 per month. Um, There's no limit on the amount of users under that. Um, The difference is that it's concurrent headsets. So obviously, if you need two headsets, you need two licenses. Um, Obviously, we discount uh, the more you go up. Um, But that's a pretty straightforward product. Um, XR Live, um, the analysis tool. is team based and it's it's quite similar pricing on an annual basis um but we also have individual licenses for that too so if there's just one user in the team we don't want to make it unachievable um to, to to most people to be able to get into it so we're quite flexible on that side and then finally there's bespoke so we do a lot of products for people that are um really bespoke to their needs so for example we mentioned Red Bull before, they've got 200 different sports that they deal with. Um, although we deal with them predominantly through football, um, there are things that, that they that they require that are totally different to what everybody else would want. So we build stuff for them um, we've done that with pretty much everybody we've worked with over time. Um, everybody gets uh, something unique to them generally. Everybody's different, army. You know, changes even from manager to manager um coach to coach so we've got to be pretty uh, pretty flexible
1: which is not something that a lot of people can do a lot of companies can do because from a product management standpoint engineering standpoint some company like you said they just don't do that Or they just it just takes a yeah. while or it's expensive so you know all power to you guys for doing that um so and what's the best way to reach out to you if anybody wants to contact you or
2: um, I'm really straightforward to get hold of. My name, my uh, email is just Andy at Rezol dot com, and um, yeah, uh, you can either see some more information on our website. Um, although it's not very detailed because we, we we are slightly opaque, um, just because we, we want to maintain a competitive advantage. But we're quite happy to to talk to everybody and, and give demos in person and see what
1: um, see what the difference is. When you do try it, okay. that makes sense. Hey, l- last question. You know what? What are your plans for the next twelve months? Is it to uh, introduce new products, uh, maybe raise some money, expand to new sports, new regions? What are your plans?
2: We're currently in a fundraiser at the moment, so that is you know one thing that we we will be doing. Although I think we've completed it, um, so that should be happening pretty soon. Um, we are expanding into um, other leagues as much as possible, uh, such as work that we're doing with the NBA. Um and we're trying to build um you know connectivity between the the three products that we have. So XR Live that has data can feed into Resol Index and, and those you know become all of a sudden become useful to to that product um and integrate certain elements um, of real game data into the training environment and so on and vice versa. So I think you'll see more connectivity between everything that we do and hopefully a clearer
1: um clearer messaging as well so that it's easier to understand what we do and you'll be more vocal about some of the new partnership that you have in the pipeline too right mm-hmm. yeah we've got something pretty cool building on that side but um under nda on there
2: uh, on on some things
1: okay great well look uh it was a great interview uh we are at the end of the the podcast but i wanted to thank you for for your time today and good luck with everything
2: yeah, thank you for having me i really appreciate you uh, taking
1: the time thank you no problem thank you
0: thank you thank you for listening to access past episodes and other research articles and analysis of sports technology please visit our website theupside.us subscribe to the upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website royalty-free music is provided by iBaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the upside.